Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> what a joy it is to bring the word. You, you're probably like, what is going on? You're used, probably used to one of us standing in front of a coffee table with our Bibles, bringing the message. But every now and then in downpour culture, uh, we have this thing called family talk. Uh, <laughs> and we do this, especially when we feel like things are moving at an accelerated rate, which is fantastic. But also as mom and dad, we want to always sit with the family and make sure that That's everybody right. feels included everybody feels like they're part of the journey everybody feels like they have uh, an opportunity to to be able to receive guidance wisdom and just a conversation we'd love to do this face to face with each and every one of you but this is the format in which we're doing and the reason we're doing this is because over the last couple of weeks we've had encounters of heaven we've had god move in a, in such a powerful way Absolutely. a lot has been shared uh, we've had messages like God is not in control. Wait a minute. Uh, and, and, and maybe there's all these things happening and we just wanted to take this time to talk. And yeah. it is a joy always to have somebody else with me and especially my wonderful wife, Leah. Uh, and so, yes, darling. How are you doing? What what a, what a ride it's been over the last couple of uh, it's, it's It's just been amazing. I mean, uh, we could almost write a book. Yes. We could almost write a book. Almost. Not there yet. <laughs> almost. Um, I, I love how you call this a cafe experience, but what I love the most is it's like a cafe conversation without coffee. But we've got, how does that feel? We've got the word and that's what, happened. That's what matters. It's always coffee and the word. We've got, we've got the word <laughs> and that's what matters. Well, well, to kick things off, obviously we've had this open heaven experience uh, by the grace of God, by the mercy of God nothing on my own merits i've had this incredible life-changing experience which was actually uh which was uh, caused by by an experience you had you were a yeah. catalyst in that experience yes. but pulling it back to 101 pulling it back to basics leah what is an encounter okay so i know you asked me a question and mm -hmm. that is what is an encounter but if i could just put it back as to how i had the encounter it yes. would make more sense totally what an encounter is yes. right so I'm just sitting down. I'm just sitting down in, in a normal place, doing normal life with my kids, with my family, um, in my own house, uh, and, 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 I, and, and I hear God, and I experience God. Now, to give you more context to my story, I want to take you to the book of Genesis, where Abraham was just sitting in front of his tent. Heat of the day, it was extremely hot, and that's when he saw the angels approaching him. All right. It was, it was just the norm and he just had an encounter. But what makes an encounter an encounter is when you're standing in the conscience of heaven. Wow. Jesus. You got to be ready at all season being God conscious, heaven conscious, kingdom conscious. That is what makes encounter special. Wow. So now going back to what is an encounter? Yes. Touching heaven, changing earth. Having an encounter is literally like touching God and God touching you. Oh, that's That powerful. is what I call an encounter. Wow, when God touches you. That's amazing. <laughs> and when you touch God. And when you touch God. And when you touch you God. Know, James chapter 4, it says, draw near to me. And, and, and I'll, I'll draw, draw near to you. you. That's right. That's right. Come engage with me in worship. Yes. And I will engage with you in a powerful and, way. And, and, can, and if I could put it this way, oftentimes we kind of, in a way, prepare the setting. When it has nothing to do with the setting, it's got to do more with our heart. 
So that's why I said it's about conscience mind, right? Like, you know, it's like God conscious. Like, yes. you know, you got to be conscious. Yes. Abraham was conscious and he was aware of the fact that he had a need. And wow. unless he's God conscious, his need wouldn't have been met. He would have had an encounter, wow. you know? So encounters, again, we've got two different kinds of encounters, uh-huh. by the way. Okay. <laughs> One is a personal encounter, okay. something that I would call a private something you know yes. like where you're sitting in your prayer closet and you're having a god encounter moment and that is uh for your own edification yes. for your own personal growth for your own self you know what i mean that is like a personal encounter like you know we've got we, we've got different kinds Many of addictions of we've of got different kinds of addictions we've got weaknesses we've got and so those kind of encounters is for our self growth for our self encounter. personal encounters that's right but there's something that I love the most, and it's very rarely it happens because okay. God wants to do something uh, profound, something bigger, and that is called collective encounter. Wow, I like that word. Mm. What is what is collective encounter? <laughs> collective encounter, if I could put it this way, is like is like a domino effect. It's like wow. literally like from me to the ends of the earth. Oh wow! So God touches one person. And like a but dominant he's, But he's not touching just that person for the sake of touching that person. No. He's touching that person for everything around and, and, oh, and if I could put it this way, collective encounter, if you're ready, is nothing but a revival. Wow. Is what we call a revival. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and you know, I think in many ways, um, we had a collective encounter. Mm. It actually started with you. And that's yeah. why I'm so gracious and every man out there be praying for your wife. Praying wife is going to be life and death uh, in, in the things of God. And Leah had this encounter, but she was generous with it. She didn't want to keep it to herself. It was not like, oh, me, myself, and I, me, myself, and Jesus. She was spreading it. She wanted to pray for people, pray with people. That triggered something in me. And then something that's happened in me is now I want to be available to everybody. And so, yes. Collective encounters. So, if uh, another, so some of you watching right now would be like, "What is a collective encounter? Can you give me, an, can, can you give me an example? Like, if I could put it this way, Paul's personal encounter on mm. top of the, you know, like as he was on his way to right. Damascus, yes. was nothing but a personal encounter. Yep. Of course, he had a goal mission, like yep. in the God mission that God gave him yep. to go and see the world saved, or, um, you know, through his encounter. That's right. But the encounter that was in the upper room in the book of Acts chapter 2 was uh-huh. a very different one. That's called a collective encounter. Okay. When a group of people came in and there was like what looked like fire on their head is what we call a collective encounter. Because if you know and if you study, that's where it all started. That's where it began. Like a wide... That's where the church was exactly, birthed. Exactly, that's where the church wow. was birthed. So that to me is a collective the encounter. The fire, the fire of God. Mm-hmm. So talking about the fire, you know, because this is the question that we get asked now, yeah. you know. It's been almost a month since my God moment, since my heaven experience. It's been over a month since your experience. How do you keep the fire burning? You know, I love that question. Uh, <laughs> oh, they say keep the fire burning. Keep, keep but how the, do you keep the fire burning? Keep the fire burning. I've had a lot of my mentors, like in the past, and there's like, you know, there's a couple of songs that's written around it, like, you know, keep the fire burning. Um, can I just ask this question? Mm. What keeps the fire burning? Um, whatever is the substance that's holding it, uh, it could be wood. That's right. That's right. So what is fire without wood? Wow. 
And, 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 and so if, you need wood for the fire. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Okay. If you're hearing me out, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 26, verse 20, it, it, it says something so profound, okay? I'm going to read the first half of it. Without wood, a fire goes out. Wow. So we keep talking about, oh, you know, the fire is going to come and it's going fire to burn. Fire God. And, so who is the fire? Who's Jesus. the fire? Jesus is the fire. And, in, and, fact, and, in fact, John the Baptist said he will baptize you with fire. fire. That's right. Wow. See, Jesus is the fire. And, and what's your and my role in this is really? to be the wood. Now, wow. Pastor Alvin, if you're listening to me right now, you can be just a collective pile of wood sitting on one side without fire. fire. Or you could be just talking about fire that is so distant, which is God in heaven. Jesus, like some of us, like, you know, we preach like Jesus is up there, you know, that's good. It's good for you, you know, because you died for me and that's all good healing. Yeah, you know, if, if I could just reach out to you, you know, um, you know, I can keep this fire, but no, no, no. Fire is right there. Wood is present here on earth. What makes the fire burning is now the fire and the wood coming together. And wow. this is why it's so important for the wood to be in place. Now, hear me right. Mm. Okay. We talk about, you know, f uh, fire being spread, mm. okay? What is conduction? It's when you have a substance that can A good transfer. conductor of heat. Yes. You can, be, you, you can be anything. Now, the Bible says he can use anything. He can use absolutely anything. But what if I said he's looking for good conductors to actually take the heat? To take to something that absorbs the heat. Something that is able to pass the fire on. Wow. If you're an object that is going to kill the fire, then you're really not being a good conductor, are you? You need something to spread the fire. Yeah. And that is why God depends on you and me. Wow. Now, let me, we've read the book of Jonah, right? Yeah. And we know how God persisted and persuaded and ran after Jonah. But why him? You know, why him? And it was not just simply about seeing Nineveh change. I mean, Nineveh was really sinful. We're talking about whole lot of people versus one man who was disobedient running away. That's right. God could have used anyone. I'll tell you, because God has a mandate. For a particular nation like Nineveh, that wood piece was Jonah. And he couldn't cause Whoa. a fire there if he didn't chase after Jonah. You might be watching me right now and you're going like, my life is just miserable. It's not going the way God wants me to be. I'm, I'm eating nothing but fire. I'm eating fire rather than being on fire. You know, I, I feel totally miserable with my health. You know, I've got, um, you know, I was better off and I was not married. You know, I could do my life all by myself. You know, I, you know how many of you know that single placard that we pull up, you know, saying that, you know what, it's good to be single and stay single as long as you can because, you know, uh, you could do more for Jesus then than yeah. now. And, you know, and, but what if? What if you're in this plight that Jesus, you know, some of you are finding yourself even in the whale's mouth. But what if I said you are the designated wood that God wants to use in your workplace, in your family, even in your own health? He wants to raise up that spirit person. Wow. That wood needs to be a good conductor. And you cannot be a good conductor if you're not going to be God conscious in the in wherever you are. Let's take it. Let's take it down. Let's take it up a notch. So what is it for me to be a good conductor? A good wood. Yeah. So let me put it this way. It requires a great, good attitude. Wow. Great and good character. Good emotions. Positive emotions. You know, you, you, you cannot come with, you know, like, uh, you know, um, it works better for my neighbor or, you know, for my sister, or for my brother. We often come even to, uh, uh, 
even into a, a gathering, a yes. church gathering, yeah. hoping that someone else would be received because God is not going to touch me because I'm, you know, we've also carried this righteousness cap too, yeah, by the way, yeah. Pastor L. Um, you know, like, you know, God, because I'm like, you know, uh, I've been a Christian, you know, yes. uh, I'm just a plank of wood lying on the side of the, no, you're not just any wood. No. You're not just any wood. Come God on. wants to use you right now, even as I speak. Come on. Wherever you are, even if you're listening to me right now in your car, sitting down comfortably in your couch, I want you to know you are that piece of wood. Praise God, God wants to use even in your family. Praise God. He's not going to send a saint and, you know, uh, he, he's not going to send somebody else. He, he wants to use you right now. Using you are the you. wood. You know what God wants? Keep your attitude in check. Keep your attitude in Come check. On. Some of us are losing. It's not the fire fault. It's not Jesus too hands not too long enough to reach us down. No, no, no. Don't blame Jesus. Don't blame your your prayer closet. Blame your attitude. Keep the right attitude. If you've got the right attitude, miracles can happen. You said keep the fire in your family, and that's the next thing I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. We've been there's been there's been this language going on between Lee and I. Yeah. Probably me that's been meditating on this a lot, which is raising families in revival mm. you know we talk about revival as revival in the church right but that's as far as we go holy spirit revival yeah. but what about in our homes Re mm. raising kids in revival raising families in revival mm. uh, because we are a church with a lot of young families and if you if you're watching and you've got kids and all that yeah. uh, i just want to encourage you and say to you that uh, you know, you're, you, you know, do, if you don't know if you live in Brisbane, but wherever you are, Downport is where you are, really. Uh, uh, and if you've got young kids and you're like, I used to pray more, I used to fast more, I used to do this, I was way more spiritual without the kids, without my spouse. We are in a family, yeah. you know, we, we're married, we've got three kids, we've got babies, we've got yeah. dirty nappies, we've got all the things that come with it. Yeah. And you're con we constantly face it with people that if this one left me or if I didn't have my kids, I could, yeah. I could encounter Jesus the way you'd encounter Jesus, mm. Leah. Gala Jesus, the way you did, Alwyn, talk, talk into that as a mom, mm. as a wife, mm. uh, as someone who, you know, really is, yeah. carries a huge weight in the home front. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Leah. I, I, I want to talk about it because I remember when we were in, in our itinerary days, like I remember we were not even married, but I, I knew, of course, he was the one for me. But I had lots of ladies coming to me saying, wait till you get married, you know, and then uh, you'll see your prayer life go in another direction. Mm. Uh, we got married. I was on fire for Jesus and then someone comes to me saying, wait oh, wait till you have kids, you know, and we'll see where this prayer life is going to take you then. We had our first child, Elise, and I'm, can, I can tell you something. There was absolutely revival. There was absolutely revival. And then they're like, oh, that's just one child. Wait till you have another one. And then I was just like, I had Nora. And if those of you have never come in contact with that daughter of mine, I call her the loudspeaker, the amplified version of who we are together in one place. Um, she, she's, yeah. Uh, she's amazing. She's one of a kind. She's one of a kind. She's amazing. And let me tell you one thing. My my life has never been the same. Again, a whole nother notch, of, a, a level up with prayer. It's amazing. And then we had a surprise baby, Charlotte, um, uh, Charlotte and and it's uh, we call her Coco, a little Coco. And um, and and to be honest, I had this encounter, this collective encounter, this revival being mom of three girls come on three kids um having a church life and a pa being a pastor it, it's not a joke it's really yeah. not a joke it's very consuming yes it's very consuming now i could choose to kill the fire or keep the fire burning 
We've had so many situations in our life, like, you know, um, uh, you know, like where we could have just called it a quit, threw in the towel and yeah, just like walk yeah, off. Yeah. But keeping the right attitude. So true. And, and getting, getting vulnerable now, <laughs> when you had this encounter, you started really encouraging me, motivating yes, me. Yes, every day and night. And I said something to you constantly. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you permission to share it. So, you okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Pastor Al, you know, um, would look at me, um, and this is right across, you know, like we're sitting, um, like I'm sitting right in front of him, and he'd be like, if you could just excuse me, like, you know, for like uh, maybe even a day, five days, and I could just two days, take off and just go just away to this quiet wilderness hours. places. He, you even begged and asked for even 48 hours if I was just left on my own. Uh, listen to me very well, and for those of you, okay, um, who needs to listen to this, this is a word, okay, I, I just need to be left alone, I need to, you know, like, literally, now this is what I was talking about, setting up a place. You, you, were, trying, you were trying to stage it, yep. stage, you know, My for an encounter. encounter. <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, if only I had, you know, 48 hours, and if you could just take these kids, these noise, um, th this chaos, and this cameras flying out in the air, if you could just let me be, you know, for 48 hours, I would have the encounter of my life. And I had to literally, literally look at him and say, Mr. Alvin Matt, not Pastor Alvin Matt, <laughs> but family was God ordained. Come on. And I want you to understand this. The fruits of the spirit will never come in place unless we are pressured. We're put in a pressure. You know, you're talking about self-control without children. What is that? Yeah. What, you know, you and I came together. We had to work our indifferences. We got to work our weakness. We, and, and, and kids are like the, again, an additional, like, you yes. know, like to help us grow more in the fruits to, of the spirit. And to reveal what needs to be worked on. Eternity is in the face of your children, is in the face of your family. And without them, there's nothing. Yes. You can't grow without it. Yes. And this is the pressure point yes. for so many people. And this pressure and then, point either tells you to quit or it tells you let's do this together. Come on. And then what happened to me? <laughs> you need to tell that. And what then, happened to you? And then, <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, I was still under the conviction that I was still, without Leah knowing, this moment of confession, looking privately at places. <laughs> I'm saying this right now on air. She doesn't know. Privately, the next week or the week after of some some sort of excuse, I was going as far as trying to get other pastors to book me to preach at their church as an excuse to go out there so that I could have some me time, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's knowing this all now. So you got to always say it in public. Shock face. And then heaven opened in the same bedroom where my wife, you, my Jesus. baby, when Nora was right here on my arms, and the heavens opened and I went to heaven. And I say this because if God could do that for me, the skeptic of when I thought and when and where God could move, yeah. God can do that in you. Yeah. That if you're a mother, if you're a father, yeah. if you're pointing and blaming the circumstances around yeah. you, I want you to know God can meet you anywhere, yeah. everywhere. And yeah. now oh. the most holiest place for me is my home around my kids <laughs> and around my wife. And, and so uh, I'm so bought into that. I'm so bought into God moving there. Yeah. And everything outside is what's everything outside. And, and on that note, talking about revival in family, I want to take a moment to talk about unity oh. because I thought I understood unity no. until I went to heaven. Yes. I knew the theory of unity. Yeah. I knew that the, the principle of unity, in fact, I've preached messages, even a downpour on unity. Yeah. But I never recognized heaven's 
heaven's view on unity. Mm-hmm. Heaven is so sold out to unity yeah. that if we are not truly, genuinely united, God will not bless the work. And this is changing our family. This oh, yeah. is changing. This has changed our marriage. This is not changing our leadership. Yeah. This is having its say in every part of our church. Yeah. Where if people are not willing to move, I, I don't want to move. Before I would be the kind of leader, it's like, it's my way or the highway. Are we yeah. going to do it? Yeah. But now I need your partnership. Yeah. I need your partnership. I need our partnership church because God will not bless this work. I praise God for this building and I praise God for what is happening in this building. But if it's built on a divisive spirit and or if it's built on a fake united spirit, which is let's be united just to get the work done while really our hearts are not aligned, heaven will not bless it. And I tremble at that. So in the eyes of the world now, I will settle for less yeah. united as opposed to going for more divided. Oh, wow. Wow. Did you catch what I said? In in the eyes of the world, in our marriage, we will settle for less united, couple goals, less united, as opposed to more divided. And it's not about taking photos together to show we're united. It's not about holding hands to show we're united. It's not even about theoretically agreeing that we're united. It's really Leah. Have I honored you? Am I humble? Do I carry the posture of Jesus? Yeah. How am I before my kids? Lord, I repent. Yeah. And humility is another thing. Heaven wow. is so drawn to humility. It's so good. And the one thing I'm constantly praying is, God, keep give me a, a humble heart. Keep me tender before you, God. Let me never get aggressive. You know, yeah. the Bible says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Pity is the day when the devil stops hardening you and God starts hardening you. Wow. How could God harden Pharaoh's heart? Because he was so prideful that God gave him up to his own means. And we've got men and women of God today with hardened hearts. And, and that, that resists, heaven resists that. And so one of the things I say is God is drawn to unity. We are, I'm amazed at the things God's drawn to. He's not drawn to big mega projects. He's not drawn to big buildings. He's not drawn to buying all this land. He's not drawn to big flashy cameras. He's not drawn to conferences. He comes there, but God is drawn to genuine unity. God is drawn to humility and God is drawn to generosity. And if you, if we can build our marriages, our families and our churches and, and everything that we, our businesses on those values, heaven smiles. And heaven puts all its resources into that. Yeah. And so I'm a big believer uh, unity. In, in unity in all of yeah. these areas. Yeah. And see, um, and like, I, I just want you guys to know that as much as heaven is so real, the devil is real too. And he's out there to destroy and destruct, like, you know, unity, even in family. Right now, like, you might be watching me and you might be a spouse, like, you know, couples that has been going through heat and like, you know, war, like, you know, um, misunderstanding, even to a point that you guys want to stay separated. But let me just tell you one thing, don't. Find out who is really the cause behind it. It's not your words, it's not the emotions, it's nothing, it's but the devil. He's trying to come in and break the unity in your family. And I know for a fact that if we, God, God, God is just using us just nothing but as a, um, I don't know. What, what, what a do you, platform. Just a platform. For you to stand right. on. Yes. To lift you and up. And if he can do it for us, I want you to know he can do it for you. Come on. Just 
Set your heart with the right attitude. Check your heart and say, you know what, God, I want to do this with my family. The Bible says you, me and my household will be saved. saved. Not that, you know, just me and then my household will be saved. Me and my household. You know, when, uh, when Cornelius went to, um, sorry, when Peter went to Cornelius' house, it, it was, was he and his house. his whole household got saved. He wasn't like, Cornelius, you were the only good man amongst the, all the others, so let's leave them on the side and let's have an encounter here. No, because of his goodness, his entire household was saved. And yes. I believe in that same power for you too. So do not lose hope. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But um, I love that the fact that, um, I don't know, I can feel heaven uh, so real, even as I'm talking right now, that I know <laughs> if I should cry, laugh, or just be yes. quiet. Yes. But I I, 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 if I choose to be quiet, <laughs> There's no point in putting a play. Okay. Um, I want to ask you this question even before I jump into the next question. And that is, you touched on the topic of humility and pride. Yeah. Would you agree there was a season of pride in your life? Absolutely. And, and, and how did, yeah. I can answer it now, but I also want to answer it when I talk about some other things later on. But yeah. we all have a level of pride. Mm. We all, even the people that say I'm humble constantly monitor that yeah. constantly monitor this is why the bible says jesus humbled himself what? on the cross the bible could have said jesus surrendered himself jesus yeah. sacrificed himself why did the bible specifically point to the fact that jesus humbled himself yeah. because pride creeps in wow. and so one of the greatest acts is to humble ourselves and, and so for me, it's not like, oh, I'm humble, humbling myself because I need to humble myself, but because I recognize how God is drawn to humility. So God resists the proud. Think about it. Nowhere in the Bible does the Bible say uh, God resists the homosexuals. It doesn't say God resists the, uh, the, 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 the robbers, but it says he resists the proud. And pride is even, even the biggest danger is spiritual pride. I've got it together. Right. I don't need anybody to pray for me. Right. I want everybody to pray for me. I want you to pray for me because I know now how valuable your prayers are. Your prayers are significant and I need your prayers. I need you to be partnering and praying with me. I desire, I go as far as I demand your prayers. Wow. I need your prayers. Wow. I plead with you for your prayers. Wow. And that is a deep form of humility because wow. I recognize I cannot do it do on, this my, on my own. own. You That's cannot it. do it. We, we've got to do this together. So good. So, yes, pride creeps in. But yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this and I'm that. But mm. pride creeps in in self-sufficiency. Wow. Culturally, the Western world is, is climatized to make people proud. Mm. You wow. can do it on your own. Get yeah. a career. Get a job. We make people independent. And that's mm. great. Mm. But it creeps in also as a form of pride where I don't need anybody. And so even in the spiritual world, there's yeah. a spiritual self-sufficiency right. that, that we think is there. But heaven's economy is different. Right. And heaven is designed for us to be connected mm. together. Mm. And so it's really important that we understand that. And so that's changed the whole ethos. Absolutely. It's no more like, oh, I'm just this humble guy walking around or look at me. It's, it's humility is now my go card. Yeah into accessing the presence of God. So good. It's my humble posture that positions me to boldly enter the throne room. Mm. I don't enter the throne room with arrogance. I enter it with humility, but my boldness comes from a different place called humility. So good. So good. So good. Love it. I love it. And can I be honest with you? I, I just want to be honest, like literally. Uh, take this time to say that um, there has been a genuine, a genuine change 
And um, I think I've experienced that since you've had that in Kiana. Um, just the way you um, even deal with people in itself, you know, it's just, yes, it's a change. Praise God. <laughs> it's a 180 change, oh, I can tell you God. that. <laughs> and let's pray that we would be humbled every step Amen. of the way. Amen. But um, here's another thing. Um, we had a man like Paul, like literally Saul, who was out on his way to, you know, persecute a lot of Christians. And uh, he was on his way to Damascus when he had an encounter with Jesus, right? Mm. Um, such a shrewd man, literally, like, you know, um, and, and it was like literally even witnessed the death of Stephen, like, mm -hmm. you know, seriously, a very good saint of God. Yeah. Um, now, I want to ask you a, from a very different aspect, okay? Like, if we were living in the, in the days of Paul, mm -hmm. and a man like him, like such shrewd nature, yeah. uh, has an encounter with God, would you, would you not believe the encounter that Paul had? It would be hard to believe. Because, because I know for a fact that there were lots of disciples that ran away, ran yes. far away, miles away, yes. and there was only one man, and he was not even an apostle, mm. who had a word. Who could pray for who him. Who could only pray for this man. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't know what it felt like when Peter first actually shook hands with Paul. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. The, the killer of Stephen, yes. or now the man who God has called. Yes. So yeah. here's my question to you. What do you say to those people who don't believe in your encounter? Because what do I see? We live, see, we it can happen a, to Paul. It can happen here <laughs> can happen in here. a day and age where yes, it's surrounded so, with. Yeah. What do you do? What do, you, what, what, do, what, do what do I say to those that <laughs> don't believe I went to heaven? Yes. You know, when I had this heaven encounter, uh, there was there was a, this one percent part of me that wanted to keep it to myself. Yes. I, I tried to play it down. But, but in fact, when it, you shared it with me, I was like, no, let's not share this just yet. And yes. you're like, no, I've had a good Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally, I had Jesus say to me, I need to share it. Mm. So if I did not have those words, I actually don't think I would have shared it. Yeah. And that 1% was because uh, there was a part of me that thought, will people think now I'm one of them? Mm. When I mean by I'm one of them, am I one of those weird, super spiritual, flag waving, feather collecting, gold is holding, diamond handling people. And I don't, I don't, God has set me free from the fear of man. I had the fear of man. I was with a pastor yesterday and I was wow. saying to him, yeah. I had the fear of men. Go into green rooms and nod my head at things I don't really agree with and go to the other green room and nod my head, yeah, whatever. I didn't say anything. Well, I stood witness like Paul did to Stephen. And God has set me free from man. So I actually, it doesn't bother to me what box I'm put in. And that's the first thing. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, I, I, don't, I don't really want people to believe. It's not about me. It's not about the book I'm, I'll write or the movie I'll make or whatever. It's really about if people still walked away sensing Jesus, sensing the closeness of Jesus, sensing that they have the yeah. same access yeah. I had, yeah. that is all I want them to have. Oh. I don't want them to walk away going, oh, what a great encounter Alvin had. Mm. Because then they leave it there. Mm. But it's got to be theirs. And so that's my heart. That's my spirit. That's my desire yeah. for the people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I'm not too fixated on convincing people. I know for a fact that there'll be people that are not convinced. But that's okay. That does not really matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the fact that they've experienced God. They've encountered God. Mm. And, and. Uh, in fact, even yesterday, I had the pastor say he he began to rise up with righteous anger. Yeah. He was like, "How can I, How can they not? How arrogant of them!" Yada yada yada. And I said to them, "All I have for them is love. 
All I have is God. I pray for them and I lift them up. And Lord, just let your love come upon them and let them know how much you love them and let them know how much you want them to take them into this heavenly place. And that is my heart for people. Uh, and, and you know, the reality is, I can, Paul says this, I can speak in the tongues of angel, I can go to heaven, but if I have no love, there is no point. So at the end of the day, my life and my testimony must actually not be measured by my encounter. It must be measured by the measure of my love. Wow. <laughs> Taking down notes? Okay. <laughs> you, you know, you shared something about the leaven, and, um, oh, which you haven't shared before. Um, and after my experience. Yeah, after experience. And uh, would it be okay if you could share more on that? Like, cause uh, I know you shared it with me and I would love for them to hear what you had to say wow. about uh, wow. the leaven. Yeah. So this is another download yes. that I had that I actually haven't shared with. I think you're the only person I shared yeah. it with. But when I was with Jesus, there were many things that came in my spirit. And one of them was about East mm. or leaven, yeah. which Jesus talks about. Yes. Uh, in fact, oh, I have a scripture. It says in Matthew 13, verse 33, he told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like, uh, is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all the way through the, through the dough. So he uses his example of heaven as yeast or heaven as leaven, right? Rhymes better. But then in Mark chapter 8, verse 15, Jesus says something. Be careful. Watch out for the east or, or the leaven of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Mm. And I've never understood this. So it's very funny because Jesus said these things to me. And then I, when I, I said I came down, it was almost like I came down. <laughs> but when I was back here, uh, when I opened my Bible, things unfolded. Yeah. And he warned me about these two spirits yeah. that will attack the church. Yeah. The religious spirit. Wow. Now we know the religion, everyone talks about the religious, this religion. You know, after my experience, I have much more deeper love for religious people. Wow. We, so always, we all criticize the Pharisees. We all criticize the, the, the old school. Yeah. But do you know the truth is we are all are in danger, just like pride. And because of pride are in danger of religion. Wow. So what was wrong with the Pharisees? What, what did the Pharisees do wrong? What were the Pharisees doing when Jesus came? They were trying to protect the law. Which law? God's law. Which came through? Moses. So who, who, so God's law came to Moses, yeah. which the Pharisees were protecting. Mm -hmm. Now, was that a move of God? Yes, it was a move of God. So the, the Pharisees are just good people born in the wrong dispensation. Wow. What? <laughs> They're good, godly people yeah. that were trying to preserve, mm -hmm. wait a minute, a move of God. Yes. And this is the danger of the church and this is the danger with leadership and dangers of leaders and any mature believer is we try our best to protect the last move of God. Wow. When you begin to protect the last move of God, you wow. begin to become an obstacle to the new move of God. And that is religion. Wow. What? So my, and this is the thing, people think Jesus hated Pharisees. Do you know Jesus went to the houses of Pharisees? Yes. Do you know that lady who anointed his feet? He was in the house of a Pharisee. Wow. Jesus even cared for the religious. And the truth is, everybody watching who's been a Christian longer than three months has a bit of religion in them. We all have the religious spirit. Wow. And 
I'm guilty. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm not done. So let's go, yeah. go further. Jesus said, beware of the, 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 of the leaven of the Pharisees. And then he said, Herod. And this caught my spirit. I've never, I've read this, but I've never understood this. Which is a very, this is a new spirit that has come into the church. It's always been there, but it's taken over the religious spirit, by the way. Right. During COVID. Okay. It's the political spirit. I'm listening. Because Herod was a political leader. Mm -hmm. This is the same spirit that caused Pilate to wash his hands at the crucifixion of Jesus. That said, he was the one who said crucify him. Those words came out of his mouth. But he washes his hands off the accusation and the crime. This is the same spirit that comes around a lot of leaders, a lot of pastors, a lot of mature church believers that will wean themselves off anything that smells a bit rotten. Wow. They will throw not just the bath water, but also the baby with it because it just felt a bit messy. The political spirit is all about the appearance, the appearance of goodness, the appearance of of making it look okay, the appearance of making it look all right, the appearance of being all together, making it all happen. And this is dangerous because what is happening is this thing called cancel culture. Yeah. It's, it's got political spirit on yes. it. Yes. The spirit of uh, abuse. Mm. I'll go as far as church abuse, yeah. leadership abuse. There's a political spirit that's attached to it. Because I'm not saying churches are perfect. I'm not saying ministries are perfect. I'm not saying the moves of God are perfect. Well, the move of God was not even perfect in the book of Acts. Peter was not a perfect leader in the book yeah, of Acts. Yeah. But if he was living in this day, they would unfollow Peter because of his double standards. Wow. That's the political spirit. It looks like it has a form of godliness, but it's from the pit of hell. Wow. Now, here's the dangerous part. The reason why these two things are very dangerous, yeah. they're more dangerous than demonic spirits, what I'm saying, is because Jesus only called three things east. He only called three things leaven. We, I'm listening. Religion. Right. Political. Yes. And heaven. So, in the kingdom of heaven, there are only two things that will look like it's heaven, but it's not heaven. Religion and the political spirit. And so this is why it's really, really important that we gather discernment. This is the spirit that will make you have cups of coffees with people everywhere to clear your name, washing your hands to point the blame on everybody else. This is the spirit that causes you to have emotional real estate from other fellow believers to lift your platform at the same time, downsizing the other brothers, the political spirit. And this spirit is attacking the churches globally. This spirit is putting all sorts of things online and everything. But I want you to know that Jesus will build this church and the gates of hell will not prevail. But the body of Christ must recognize this. It's not just religion, but it's this political spirit that we must recognize. Why? This is not a, the church of Jesus Christ is not a democracy. Yeah. It's a kingdom. Wow. I don't know what to say. That's the first time I've externalized all that yes. download <laughs> from heaven. Uh, I, I, I'm like sitting here and I've heard this before, but like, 
I don't know what to say, literally, because it's, it's, uh, wow. I need to say I was guilty of being religious, having the religious spirit inside I'm me. I'm guilty of both, and, religious and, one of and us political. Is, like, each one of us can actually carry the, an attribute of the religious, political, or even the heaven. Yeah. You know, and I can clearly say I was a Christian, but um, obviously, like, you know, um, you don't know when you get blindsided and you become religious. You don't know when you become political. You just don't know. And it just happens, right? Yes. And, and can I ask you? Yeah. This is a very important key. How do, you, how do you know when a switch happens from the religious political to heaven? What does it take? Oh, I'm, uh, there's, a I pu- there's a purity of heart and you will do things that seem foolish. Paul said this, the kingdom, the things of this kingdom yes. look foolish yeah. to the wise of the world. Wow. The political spirit operates in the realm of the wise of the world. we got to understand there are two kinds of wisdom. Yes. There's heaven wisdom and yeah. there's earthly wisdom. Mm. They're not parallel to each other. They're contrary to each other. Mm. And so when you do things that just seem like that just doesn't make sense, most times there's God in it. Yeah. And so that is, that is the other thing. And the other thing is, the religious spirit imposes authority. Right. The political spirit imitates authority. Ooh, what? Can you say that again? Religious spirit imposes authority. Yes. This is the code of conduct. This is the bylaws. This is that. This is, there's always, there's, there's partial truth. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. There's partial truth in religion. Okay. And there's counterfeit truth, or fake truth in political. Political, yeah, yeah. It's not the same thing. It sounds like the same thing, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. The political spirit doesn't have authority, but it imitates authority. Mm. So the way I know it is this, it, the way, this is the way you recognize political spirit. Yeah. It sounds right. It sounds like it's justice. It sounds like the right thing to do. It sounds like it's unfair. Oh, that thing you're raising, that's unfair. That shouldn't happen. But something in your spirit just rises up and says, I don't know why that doesn't sit well with me. That's when you know you've been exposed to the political spirit. Wow. Wow. It's so close to the truth that the line is so narrow that Mm. you'll almost miss it. And that's the danger that I'm praying for our churches, I'm praying for our leaders, I'm praying for our pastors that will rise up. And this is not not a political statement. The political spirit is not what's happening around the world. And it's not only affecting pastors. It's affecting everywhere. Anybody. Christians, yeah, yeah. especially mature Christians that pursue leadership, yeah. that have a call of God on their life, yeah. that genuinely want to know God, it's 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 a danger trap. Yeah. And so, yeah. And uh, uh wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Um, for um, some of you that's watching, I just want I just want you to know, don't be quick to judging people. Don't. You know, um, uh, I, I know for a fact that you know when when you're on, when you're on Earth, like you know, you you can do something called jumping from one place to another, run away if you want to, but heaven is one place for everyone. Come on. I, I want you to understand there is no jumping from one place to another. You can't even ask God, "Can I have a change of address?" Because I don't like my neighbor in heaven. Wow. You can't do that. Wow. You just can't do that. If you could just put our garments of frustration and chaos and political and religious spirit down. Yes. And why? Do we have this? Why do we have the religious and the political spirit? You know why? No. To divide us. And and, and here's here's the. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> you, let, you got the, it? The, yes. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, we say we forgive. You know, we say we love them, regardless of how they treated us. And, you know, we're just moving on. I don't know if you really moved on if you're in heaven yet. I really don't think so. Because if you have forgiven, you would still connect. You would still relate. You would still love. Love is not running away. Love is not choosing to cut an arm and not do anything with that person anymore. I remember when I was abused. Literally, I want you to hear my heart out, okay? When I was abused, I had the choice of cutting those people off my life because they were poison. They were like yeast. Yeast to me. I don't want to do anything with them. But forgiveness is actually putting my arms around them saying, forgive them, God, for they do not know what they're doing. But I know what I'm doing and I'm going to love on them. Wow. I'm going to put my arms around them, not cut ties with them. You know, and, and, and many people have walked away from so many people's lives by saying, I forgive you. I want to move on. This is a season change. I've heard of this common sentence, by the way, season change. Yes. That's another word saying, I don't have anything to do with you because I've not really got this right with you and me. Yeah. But yeah. And this is the thing, like mm. heaven can't bless that. No, heaven it's, can't it's bless not, I will, it's not, I'm not even saying heaven is offended and heaven's holding its hand back. Heaven no. has principles and yes. heaven has protocols. This yeah. is what, this is the thing that's changed me the most. Heaven has criterias and heaven has protocols and I must submit to those protocols. And, and the price I pay yes. is my flesh yes. and my pride yes. and humbling myself yes. down. That yes. is the price yeah. to honor heaven. Yeah. And do you know what's funny? When you do that, that's better than any worship song. <laughs> when I humble myself mm. and I ask for forgiveness and when I, you know, anyone that I've offended, I've yeah. gathered. And, 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 and if I could put it this way, we have a lot of calculative Christians who calculate their life and, you know, try to make like how you did. Like, you know, when it comes to like yes. setting an ambience, like, you know, for God to come and make a move, like, you know. But instead of all these things, if you could just walk God conscious and the like basics. heaven conscious, like righteousness conscious, love conscious, forgiveness conscious, we would make this place a better place than play political and religious amongst Yes. The people who really needs to seek and know love in yes. heaven. Yes. I want you to know is heaven is contagious and heaven is so beautiful. My life revolves around a lot with forgiveness, you know, like, and, and I know for a fact that every day I got to submit to myself and my calling saying, I forgive, I forgive and I move on. I forgive and not just forgive and, and run away, forgive and do nothing with you again. No. I hope to see everyone. Wow. I hope I want to love. I want to love on you guys. And you know, like, and 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 if anyone's watching, you know, knowingly and unknowingly, if there was any hurt caused, I want to. I want to ask forgiveness, wow. because of, of, of playing the religious role or the political role, and now having heaven hot, and and heaven does not say you did this. So I pull you on the side. There's too much of price that you need to pay. It's like one cloth more expensive than the other. But what if I told you he paid it all for us? Come on so good he paid it all for us so you know and i just wow. love it but pastor uh, uh, you know he spoke a lot and i wish i could continue talking about this because heaven is beautiful i love you jesus <laughs> what is your daily prayer life looking like now because what obviously is... in the past you had a religious prayer i had a political prayer <laughs> washing my hands no i'm just kidding no i'm not kidding um <laughs> we all had an encounter for that reason what does your prayer life look like now yeah yeah um it's a multi, that's a loaded question. So I'll share just one thought. Yeah. A couple of weeks back, I had the privilege of speaking to Pastor Yang from Cornerstone Church. Uh, I think it's an 8,000 member church. Uh, he sent this video of ours to all of his leadership team 
mandated them to watch watch it and then he had like a zoom with me and i was so humbled this man in his mid-60s with a notebook and pen just writing down wisdoms and he said to me alvin you have gained in a moment what's taken me a lifetime those were his words he's such a wise man such yeah. a wise man speaks to high level leaders authorities around the world um and uh you know uh and he said to me uh what i will say to you is something that happened to solomon and he shared the scripture with me from first kings chapter 4 verse 29 it says and god gave solomon wisdom and understanding and he said that's what god's given you god has downloaded to you understanding beyond your years understanding of heavenly realms beyond what you've paid the price for god gave solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much and largeness of heart even as the sand that is on the seashore so he said to me that a lot of people go after the wisdom and understanding but there was three things that god gave him god also gave him the largeness of heart so he said to me what you got to watch out for alvin is that in the in the pile of download that you receive that your heart doesn't remain small but your heart is constantly expanding so i only have one prayer now god enlarge my heart wow every morning not every morning every time i'm gonna copy paste that <laughs> enlarge my heart because god has already given us everything yeah. as i yeah. said this to our church mm -hmm. god has given us this building and not just this building but many more buildings it's already been given in heavenly places i I love that because it's now giving me a perspective to my dream I had last night. Mm. It's like God asking me, would you give me an entire one year of your life for one soul? And I looked at him and I said, is it worth it? an entire year for one soul? It doesn't make any sense. But now I understand that one year is an enlargement, enlargement. of the heart. Enlargement. If your heart is not large enough to accommodate other people's weakness or mistakes you are not in the right place you cannot take what god has for you some let me put it this way if back when i was 19 god showed me where i was and what was going to happen and all the mistakes and i'm oh i would have just retired back then and had depression and uh, would have seen me some cell number 21 i don't know why i called it number 21 but whatever or you would have just seen me r.i.p somewhere god cannot give you more than you can handle but let me tell you one thing when the day and time you have an encounter you better prepare your heart for an enlargement because he wants to enlarge your thinking he wants to enlarge your understanding he wants to expand his glory and his love through you and if he requires one year for one person can you say yes right now i'm saying yes lord because you showed me the dream last night i was struggling with it this morning and <laughs> I was like, God, one year. Are you saying from January all the way to December for one soul? Now, listen, let me tell you one thing. Last couple of years, if the devil could put us in our own house, locked down. Ooh, I'm getting here somewhere. If he could lock you down, we could have called. Why are we not calling those years wasted years? You know, God is not a cause of coronavirus, nothing of that sort. Let me just say this once again. But if he's asking us to surrender our one year to him for one soul, can you say a yes? You know, can we be compassionate enough to give all our needs? And this is where the right attitude, right character, right emotion comes in place, right, Pastor? Yes, very oh. true, very true. And I want to finish off, if that's yes. okay, to pray for enlargement of hearts for all of us. Go for it. Because to be a downpour, to be in this ministry, 
to be connected to us will require and demand starting from us yes we need to carry the biggest heart so yeah. please be praying for us this is a two-way thing i need your prayers please if you've not been praying for me can i just plead with you to pray for me i pray for you every day please pray for us and if you pray pray for the enlargement of heart and we're going to pray for you for enlarging your heart because some of you you have struggles in your marriage struggles in your family life struggles all those struggles most times it's a heart issue and so we're going to pray for that uh and and we're going to reset the room and then minister from there but right now why don't we pray father we thank you in the name of jesus we just lift our hands we just lift our hearts we lift our voices for people to experience an expansion in their heart lord give us the capacity that you carried jesus your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven we pray that lord lord even as i'm praying right now over every person let let this atmosphere that is in this room that is so tangible we sense it right from the start let it rest and fall upon people let them sense the atmosphere of heaven we thank you god for a download of heaven upon them we pray god for people to sense the peace of god the the, the comfort of god the presence of god right where they're at lord and i pray lord in that process enlarge our hearts like Jabez prayed, enlarge my territory. I'm saying enlarge my heart, enlarge our hearts. We praise you, God. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks at the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. I want this to, I want you to say this after me. It will not delay. God's words will not delay. His coming will not delay. His promises will not delay. His healings for you will not delay. I want you to know it's already here. It's already here. It's in the word. Just write it down. Speak it out. Have faith. It's going to come to pass. I, I believe someone's watching me right now and it's your health condition that's waking you up in the middle of the night uh, with uh, tremors and right now in the name of Jesus, it's a Thank woman you. right now and I feel like you've got um, joint aches, you know, like um, and you just can't even move your fingers quite well and I'm praying for that complete healing right now, right now. Um, be healed in Jesus' name. Marcus, I don't know why I'm seeing this name, but I want to pray for you. 712, I don't know what that has got to do with you, but this number is very prophetic for you. I pray that God will speak to you through this. Know that Marcus, God has a plan and a purpose for you. Do not give up. Do not give up. Cleany, K-L-E-E-N-E-Y. I don't know why I'm seeing this name, but I don't know if it's a last name. I don't know if it's a place. I don't know what it is. But I'm praying for right now in Jesus' name that you will be restored. You would be restored. That's the word I'm having for you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Jesus. Spirit. Praise you, God. E, thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Praise <laughs> well, God. it's been a wonderful, wonderful time. Yes, um, and uh, this thank is you. what we do in, in, in the house of God. Uh, this is what we do as a family. I hope and pray that this series would be a blessing to you as you watch. Go and share what the Lord has done for you. We can be even more ready to do this together Amen. with you. And write to us, hello at mydownpo.com. We've been getting endless emails from people needing prayer. We've been having Zooms with people. Oh. 
all around the world. People from Lebanon, people from the Middle East, people from um, um, from New York. Europe, people from, from New, New York. York. Yeah, people that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And some we're ministering through via email. Some we're ministering through via Zoom. Doesn't matter the doesn't matter the format. Just write to us. Your prayers are received, and we're praying for you. We love you. We're thinking of you. You are not alone. No. <laughs> I want you to know this. You are not alone. We're with you, but even more than us, Jesus is with you. And 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 you're going to make it through, okay? And here's a question. Would you hold our hands to do this together? If it's a yes, join us once again next week. Love you guys. <laughs>